Welcome back, spooky, scary skeletons. It's Mrs. K. And I'm Mr. K. And in this podcast, we go over Halloween family movies, Halloween horror movies, TV shows, you name it. And today we did, we watched Toy Story. What was the name of it? Toy Story of Terror. Toy Story of Terror. This was a short film. It came out in 2013. This is set after the events of the third Toy Story movie. This is another kind of warm-up one for us. So we can, before we hit the bangers, right? The big, the big ones. Oh, yes. The mo- we have you know, to the practice. mother of them all, like Hocus Pocus or Ghostbusters or classic horror. Yeah, this is just, just to get our, get our feet in there and dangle a little bit. So I thought we'd start off with a summary of Toy Story of Terror. We start off with, now remind, remember, this is after Toy Story 3, so the toys are with Bonnie now. The toys are watching a scary movie in the back of a trunk on an old DVD player. When all of a sudden, Jesse falls into a toolbox. And she is scared of being in boxes because, as we remember in Toy Story 2, we find out that she was left abandoned in a box from her previous owner before Andy and before Bonnie. I just want to cut in there. Who helped her out of the box? Do you know? Do you remember? Buzz Lightyear. Was it was Buzz? Yeah. I was yeah gonna say, right. I keep think keep it going. Was Buzz. I want to make another reference to this as you go. Okay, Buzz loves Jesse, so he has to rescue her. The car gets a flat tire, and Bonnie and her mom have to pull off into this motel. They get into the motel. Of course, there is a creepy night manager that checks them in. Do you remember what room number they go into? Seven. Good job, Mr. K. They go into room number seven. All seems to be well, but if you ever stayed in a motel at night, it can be a little creepy. The toys are a little bit scared, especially Jessie. She is still a little bit traumatized from being locked in the toolbox unexpectedly. When and throughout Bonnie, all of this, the uh, is his name Mr. Prickles? I'm not sure. The porcupine? Mr. Prickly Pants? Prickly I can't pants, remember. Is that his name? It's it's Mr. Prickly, prickly something. Prickle pants, <laughs> <laughs> the porcupine looking guy. But there's there's not porcupine stuff. There's like he's got like maybe it's a hedgehog. It's like fur. Oh, hedgehog. That's probably that is what it is. Probably. Well, anyways, he's doing the he's narrating. He's breaking the fourth wall. Almost. He's breaking the fourth wall. He's talking about the classic tropes, but it's kind of funny because breaking the fourth wall and talking about the classic tropes. Is almost a classic trope in itself now. Exactly. You've seen that so many times. So he's doing the classic trope of talking about the classic tropes. Mm-hmm. Reminded me a little bit of Scream in the sense that they're talking about scary movies while they're in a scary movie. Thank you for that reminder, Mr. K. So Mr. Potato Head decides he is going to go look for the free things in the motel Free soap, free shampoo, you name it. Mr. Prickly Pants, I guess, 
his name is, says, oh, of course, he's going to be the first one to go missing. The rest of the toys start to get scared and hop out to go look for him, leaving Jessie in the bag by herself for a moment. They all get out. And of course, Mr. Potato Head has gone missing. There is a strange clear goo on the ground. What is this goo? We do not know. They see the footprints of Mr. Potato Head from the goo, and they follow the footprints. Which and eventually... They split off into teams at first, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And who does Buzz split himself off with? Well, he says, we need to Jesse. all go into teams. And they all go into teams, and then he rushes over. Well, it should be Jesse, right? Because he mm-hmm. loves Jesse. Oh, are they together? I I thought that Cowboy, uh... No. I thought Woody and Jesse were together. No, Woody was with Bo Peep. Oh, that's Remember right. Remember they reunite in the fourth one? The Shepherd Lady? I guess my mm-hmm. Toy Story lore is kind of mm-hmm, skewed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that makes all sense. I'm like, isn't this Woody's girl? And then Buzz's is like right there. Okay, well, it makes sense. Okay, it makes sense now. Don't worry, Mr. K. I'm going to give you a little bit of Toy Story lure after this summary. So they eventually go underneath the motel, and it's a little creepy. There's spider webs that they run into. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Prickly Pants says, of course, this is the time where they all we get picked off one by one in the scary movie. And of course, that begins to happen. They start disappearing one by one by this sudden quick moving creature you can't really quite tell what it is yet eventually it's buzz woody and jesse by themselves they find the arm of mr potato head and they realize it's pointing up so they crawl up into one of the air ducts i believe it is which leads them into the bathroom That's when they start to get separated and the quick shadow grabs Woody and Buzz unexpectedly, leaving Jessie. And she starts to get scared. That's when she meets Combat Carl. Combat Carl likes to speak in third person. Combat Carl goes to save Jessie, but oh no. The mysterious shadow gets him too. Then eventually, Jesse. We move to a new room, and we see that there's a, would you say it was an iguana, Mr. K? Yeah, something like that. An iguana. Do you remember the name of the iguana? No, I didn't catch it. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones was a name. Mr. Jones is this pet iguana of the creepy motel night manager. And he appears to be stealing toys from the children at night, which is very creepy. In my opinion, what did you think about the whole night manager steals the toys, Mr. K? The whole idea of that. Well... To kind of lead into that first, I'd say, uh, as a kid, I was kind of all about Toy Story. 
that I kind of kind of sick of the series recently with like the advent of Disney Plus. But like I say, like seeing the toys in the context of like a scary story and prickly pants or whatever his name is, um, narrating it, talking about classic horror tropes and then them coming to fruition within the short story. It was really, I don't know, it was refreshing. It was kind of fun to watch. And they didn't hold back in some sequences when something rips the shower curtain and Jesse gets scared. Like, it's actually a jump scare. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it actually it actually happens you know sometimes in the kids stories they kind of they go up for a crescendo but they never actually pay off um as far as the night manager though i th- it's so funny because it's kind of like a slight underhanded way to say the ebay sellers selling old toys at high prices are kind of the real bad guys in life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i know it's kind of funny because i've done that but right, right. I feel it's, it's like uh, Disney's way of saying the eBay sellers are keeping the toys away from kids. And you know they're not mm-hmm, selling them to mm-hmm. other Billies or, you know, uh, kids to Bonnies love them. Bonnies and Andies. Right, Bonnies and Andies. They're selling them to, to collectors to sit in a case, you know, Woody going for $2,000. I was going to say, it. you said it was refreshing. I think that was almost reflecting the idea behind Toy Story 2 because if you remember in Toy Story 2 it was Al from Al's Toy Barn who pretty much stole Woody and well I he just stole Woody and the rest of the toys came along with him to sell on eBay or whatever auction website so it was kind of echoing the idea of Toy Story 2 but in a lot okay well I don't remember that so mm-hmm mm-hmm and, uh, of course, just like in Toy Story 2, Woody goes for a high price. Um, to get back to our little summary of the Toy Story of Terror Story, Woody gets sold off and Jessie has to face her fear of going into a box, in this case going into a shipping box to go save Woody since he has been packed up and putting, put onto a mail truck to get mailed off. Jesse faces her fear, saves Woody, saves the day. I wanted Ta-da. to <laughs> I wanted to go back to Combat Carl, and this is what I was talking about earlier with bringing back some toy story lure. I think I'm saying that wrong. Lure? Lore? Lore. Lore. So sorry. Lore. Toy Story Lore. Combat Carl. Do you recognize that name, Mr. K? No. You don't have to call me Mr. K. This is just <laughs> a conversation podcast. I want to call you that. Nah. No. <laughs> well, we could discuss it. <laughs> I don't know. I've been laughing the whole time. <laughs> okay. So, Combat Carl, that is actually from the first Toy Story movie. That is the action figure that. Sid blows up in his backyard. So little... so he survives. This this guy's just no, no, going no, no, no. through it's the, a... <laughs> the ringer. It's a different toy, but it's a combat Carl. Well, maybe they're like a hive mind, like all the combat Carls. And it's not like the combat Carls are going to like nice little um, girls that were keeping them nice. They're going to these 
young boys there destroying them and blowing them up, getting their hands cut off. Poor combat, Carl. Something else that I was looking for was actually the A113 reference that's in a lot of Pixar movies. I did not see an A113 reference in here. What is the A113 reference? Like, what is, why do they put it in? So, before, I think it was when all the animators were learning how to animate from Pixar. They were in the classroom, and the classroom number was A113. So, it must be at some sort of university or school. But that's a classroom that they learned to become the great animators that they are today. A long time ago. So does that give credence to some of the things that people pull out that are kind of creepy or gross? You know, you've seen those on the internet. They're like, the animators put this really gross thing in this scene. If you stop at like one iframe, have you seen those? Mm -mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, don't look them up. Okay. I will say, what was that goo that they found? I'm still trying to figure out. And I I probably don't want to know what it was. And did Mr. Potato Head get all of the free shampoo? I don't think so. Because he didn't get caught, right? So he went, lost an arm to the iguana. Mm -hmm. But he must have got, but he would have seen Combat Carl. Oh, you know what? What if the mysterious goo was actually the iguana spit? Well, that's right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say for a Uh, second. See, I was originally thinking it was maybe some of the shampoo or soap that he had found on the floor, but... That would have been too fast, though, because they ran out and then... Right, right. Right after. I don't like the idea of the manager's pet coming into my room when I'm sleeping. Better the iguana than the actual guy though oh, but it's so creepy and at least the only thing that's at stake is your kids toys or your toys if you're putting yourself in the shoes of bonnie i don't know i feel like there was more going on but that's all they showed you i don't i think that's kind of a funny idea where he trains a pet to kind of go around looking for high value toys what a weird <laughs> <laughs> What a weird, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. night job. So out of 10 pumpkins, last episode, we talked about how many more pumpkins equals more excited for Halloween. Feels like Halloween. Maybe nostalgia's hit. The last one you gave two out of 10, which is the lowest rating I think I've ever given anything. I think the only thing I've ever, I would ever give lower than a two out of 10. It are probably onions on some food. It means it's like it's almost so bad it's not enjoyable. <sighs> See, here's the thing. If I'm rating it solely based on does it make me feel like Halloween, I guess the problem with me is that I like to watch scary stuff year-round. So just because it was scary doesn't mean that it's Halloween. However you throw in that nostalgia factor, I grew up on Toy Story it came out shortly after I was born. And then when Andy goes off to college, I was pretty much going off to college. So I'm really stuck in the nostalgia factor. 
It's that oh, Harry don't... Potter effect. The Harry Potter effect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it no, started it all. <laughs> it did. I don't know if it started it all, but I don't. For me, it did. I don't think it'll. It will never be replicated. Just how media works now, and how. Mm-hmm. Or, it might be, but it might be sh- several generations before it does. Does happen again. So, did it make me feel like Halloween? No, but because I love the and, characters, I'm going okay, to. Okay, what if you change the criteria? Okay, okay. Like, do you, What's the criteria? Do you like that? But do you like that criteria? I mean, I think it should be. Does it make it feel like Halloween? Does it make you feel excited about Halloween? But you can change it. And again, if you didn't listen to the last episode, you know, a lot of Halloween movies or these shorts or even some TV show Halloween episodes, they're not necessarily good, but they're like enjoyable. You really like them. They make you excited. The same thing with like Christmas movies, right? You're like, that's, you know, it's not really the greatest movie, but I love watching it every year mm-hmm. on December 24th, <laughs> you know, every October 15th. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie. Well, and this was also my first time watching Toy Story of Terror. Of course, I've seen the other Toy Story movies. Mm, I would have to say four. Four out of ten. Only because they didn't mention Halloween. It wasn't super specific to Halloween, but, you know, you did get a little scared and it has some of the good characters that I grew up on. So I I would go four out of ten pumpkins. What about you? That is so harsh. I I I, I am a critic. I think you might watch them like really. I think maybe if we watch The Conjuring, then it might get more pumpkins. Yeah, so that one (laughs) will get more. And I'm going to tell you. family Halloween uh, watcher. I am. I am grading this harshly compared to my favorite Halloween movies. So, well, don't say what they are now. But I'm, I'm, I'm not be sure. I I'm could. just saying my favorite Halloween movie. I'm comparing it to that. So that's going to be some low ratings. Sorry, Toy Story of Terror. I think at the moment I really enjoyed it. I would give this. I really, man, you're going to see me I'm crazy, but I really want to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. 8 out of 10 pumpkins. That's a lot of pumpkins. It maybe is. they're small pumpkins, not like giant. You know, maybe they're gourd size. But 8 gourd size pumpkins out of 10. I think it might be my favorite Toy Story story. It's short, succinct, succinct. It's fun. It has holiday in it. I think it's better than Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. The third one, though? Come on. Better than the third one? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I, I think I enjoyed it more, but I haven't seen that in a long time either. But I thought this was really fun. I liked having the little bit of the scary. I, I like it when you combine two things that probably shouldn't be together, this story of kids kids um movie mixed with scary and they didn't i i felt like they went far enough that it was you know they actually had a couple jump scares i kind of appreciated that and Mm -hmm. i did laugh when the pez threw up and it (laughs) 
it popped out a, a little candy. I don't even know if is is the actual candy called Pez. So the dis- Pez so. dispenser, yeah. So it's yeah. the Pez dispenser yeah. dispensed as if he was throwing up the Pez. That was funny. As I think Jesse put her hand down the iguana's throat. See, I'm gonna go with eight, eight out of ten. I think I'm gonna regret that because I was because then that other too. things have to be like a nine or a ten. So I wanted to bring it down to a six or a seven, but then that just seems so like six or seven is such a. That's really Basic. what most most people put. Yeah, your average, like right? We're, we're last really mm-hmm. average should be five. Average should be wasn't great. It wasn't bad it's just straight in the middle it should be five but most people actually put stuff which should be in the middle like six or a seven mm-hmm. so that's where i'm having problems You're like it's kind of a cop-out almost to do six or a seven but it shouldn't be i'm gonna put this at eight i actually kind of liked it i'd watch it again it's no scooby-doo on zombie island right right those are the ones that get the high ratings those are the ones we watch every year Okay. Well, there probably will be higher than an eight then for me. And then once we go into scary movies, <laughs> we'll see. If, <laughs> if those can probably keep go the up high rating if we down. ever get them. <laughs> <laughs> and people watching and be like, how did you go from Toy Story of Terror to watching The Exorcism of Emily Rose? <laughs> Well, you know, you can ha- you can have both in life. You can have the family Halloween and you can have yes. the, the crazy stuff that you watch on Saturday nights after our son sleeps. And I, I walk <laughs> by with my hand covering one mm-hmm. eye so I don't see the TV. Oh, I definitely like hide sh- under the blanket, too, so I don't see everything. <laughs> like, what was that TV show? American Horror Stories? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never been haunted more in my dreams of walking by the TV seeing what stuff <laughs> on that show. I, I don't even know what it's about. I don't want to know. I, I'll, hopefully, we never have to do one of those episodes. <laughs> well, because of one movie, I can never sleep with the closet door open. You'll like to leave the closet door open by me. And if you notice, I always have to close it at nighttime. So maybe we'll get to that one this year. I don't even want that thought in my head. But there was one movie, and I can't think of it now, but we'll probably maybe we'll rewatch that so I can talk about about it. But it messed me up with mirrors for a long time. Hmm, I, I, I didn't like one. I didn't like looking in mirrors. Gosh. Maybe we shouldn't do our movies. On I'm sure podcast. my sister would remember that one. Oh. Uh, What'd you say? I said maybe we shouldn't do horror on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see we'll I, see. I think we will though you have to be in the right mood for it otherwise it, yeah, it really we'll messes it up. you up yeah i want to also like want to do the tv shows uh episodes of tv shows yes hopefully we'll next- just do it by season every year mm-hmm. we'll have a season of halloween and then we'll have another podcast that'll be koala talks christmas you guys can mm-hmm. all come and follow that podcast too It'll be all Christmas movies from November to December. And we'll do them by season. This will be season one. Next year will be season two. Mm-hmm. And maybe some special episodes sprinkled in. Like watching Independence Day with Will Smith for 4th of July. I mean, not that I have everything planned out in life. <laughs> or 
for Valentine's Day. I know we're not talking about Toy Story of Terror. But maybe I have a really good love movie in mind. Like, I, I know where we're going. No, nah, I don't, but mm-hmm. it'll be good. I think that's it for me. I don't think there's much more for Toy Story of Terror. You got anything left? Uh, nope. That was that was all of mine. So we will say goodbye to you, spooky, scary skeletons. Yep. Until next week on Qualtalks Halloween. See ya.